Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategies. Each week, I'm going to share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. How would you guys like to save multiple thousands of dollars just from listening to this episode for 10 minutes, maybe 15 tops? I don't know how long this is going to take me, but it's not going to take long because I've got a golf outing at Warren Dunes, a really nice course down in South Bend, Indiana, and I want to get the fuck out of here and go golf because I've been in here for three straight days working. So let's save you some money. I hate to say the word taxes because I know that's either going to put you to sleep potentially, or you're going to tune out. But I guess that's up to you. If you don't want to save like $10,000 just from listening to this, uh, totally your call. I'm going to go through one, two, three, four strategies that I'm very confident that if you put them into place, you're going to have a pretty substantial tax savings. It could be as much as 10,000, depending on how much money you make and what tax bracket you're in. But these are things I don't think you probably know about. These are called scorecard tax strategies. So why are they called that? I don't know. Let's just go with it. This is what my tax strategy team called them and told them, told me to call them. So I love uh, saving money. I love building wealth. I've said this on my platform multiple times. You know, the biggest expense of your lifetime by far is going to be taxes. Absolutely. Without any doubt, it's going to be bigger than any other expense that you ever have, including your home, your automobile, your food, anything possible though, that that is going to probably be more than all three of those combined. So we want to everything we humanly possibly can to minimize legally and ethically the taxes that we're paying. You've got to know the tax law. You've got to know tax strategy to be able to do that. I've paid a lot of money for this particular information and I'm passing it on to you for what? Free. But I do ask one thing back from you in return, that if you find value in this episode, that if I've helped you, blessed you in some way, because I'm sharing knowledge that I've paid handsomely for, that you just go on, give me a five-star review, put some words of praise on there. That will really uh, warm my heart and share the podcast. That's the only way I'm going to grow this thing is, I mean, if I deliver great value and great content, then it gets shared. If I don't, then it doesn't. And I don't grow it. That's pretty much, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. So podcasts don't really grow that much from advertising. It's mostly grown from organic. All right. So first off, this one you probably don't know about. It's called the Augusta rule. Essentially what this rule says is that you, okay, you got to have a business to do this one. Okay. If you're an employee, this isn't going to work. But if you have a business, then what you can do is set the business to rent 12 times a year, once a month, your business can rent. This is where it gets a little kind of hard to comprehend, right? But you're talking about entities. Your business is going to rent the use of your home for business use. Now, you're going to say, oh, how do you get to deduct that? That doesn't really make sense. I'm going to tell you how exactly. Let's say that 
you would go out, you have a corporation. This really, I think, I think you have to have a corporation like an LLC or an S corp in order to do this. Maybe I'm wrong. This is something where you definitely need to talk to your accountant. And if they don't know, then you potentially might want to look for a different accountant if they're not willing to look into it and help you to take advantage of this deduction because your accountant is there for you to help you to maximize your tax savings. And a lot of times they're not scouring the tax code. They can't keep up. I mean, you know, it's not to say that they're not good at what they do. It's just really tough to keep up with all the tax law and all some of the intricacies of it. A lot of them are just struggling to keep up, period. So with beyond that, doing research and all that into how to save you money, that's not really what they're focused on doing. They're going to take the information that you give to them and plug it into the return and presto, here's the amount of taxes you either have, have coming back to you because you overpaid in or that you owe because you didn't pay enough in and you made too much money, which that's a great problem to have. I love I love paying more in taxes because that means I made more money, but I don't want to pay more than I should pay in taxes. Get me? Okay. So you're going to be able to rent out your home. Now, in a normal corporation, you would want to have a meeting of the board once a month. That's pretty standard operating procedure for any type of corporation. So you have to rent out a space and normally you'd rent out like a boardroom or a conference room at a hotel if you have a, say you, your business is based out of home or you don't have a, you know, like a conference center at your say brick and mortar location, let's say you spend average rate, you get some quotes for various conference rooms inside of hotels around, you know, your, your city. And the average rate is a thousand dollars for easy math. Okay. So you're going to get three quotes. You're going to document those quotes and you're going to take the average of the three. That's your number that you're going to utilize as your rental rate. You're going to have a meeting and it could be with your spouse. It could be with your key players. It could be with your team, but you're having a meeting of the board at your home instead of at the conference center. You document that you take uh, meeting notes and it's a legitimate meeting that you have. Now you could just sit down with your spouse and you're strategizing. How did the month go? What do we want to do next? What's our plan for this coming month? I mean, a good framework for the meeting is what's working, what's not working, what are our opportunities for growth? Those are the three questions that would be pretty easy to go on to create your strategic minutes. Okay. So you take the meeting minutes, you document it. You've got the average of the three months or the average of the three quotes. You then uh, you're going to write a check from your corporate account or your business account to you personally. So $1,000 is going to be written from my corporation, and that's going to be written to me personally. Now, here's where the kicker, this is where it's awesome. And this is the Augusta rule. You get to deduct that off of your business tax return. It becomes a legitimate straight line expense. So you're going to save, let's say you're taxed for easy math, you're paying 50% in taxes on your corporate return. I mean, it's not going to be that high, but it's just for easy math. So on a $10,000 or $12,000 that you paid in, that you paid for rent, so $1,000 a month for 12 months, that's $12,000 in, in a legitimate expense that's coming out of your corporate checkbook to you personally. Now, the kicker is that 
you would think normally you'd have to report that $12,000 as income on your personal tax return. However, with this law, you do not. This is the beauty of this law. You get a phantom deduction of money that you actually didn't spend. So in this hypothetical math situation, $12,000 deducted, you normally pay 50% in taxes. That's a straight $6,000 that you save off your taxes that you don't have to pay in. Booyah. Now, my guess is for most of you, when you run the math, it's going to be probably somewhere in the three to $5,000 savings just off this one thing that I'm teaching you right now. Okay. So that's the first one. The second one is the hire your kids strategy. Now, you definitely got to work with your accountant on this, but you're going to be able to pay your children who are minors. You're going to be able to pay them a set amount each month for uh, jobs that they do for you to help your business. Now, when my kids give you an example, when my kids were really little and they were pretty worthless, we put them as models. So they were, we did a photo shoot. We um, documented that we paid them to do the photo shoot and essentially not paid them, but we set up two accounts, two separate accounts in their name where we were the, obviously we were the ones, you know, in charge of the account, um, but we would make payments, write a check into that account. Okay. So we're essentially, then we utilize and you have to utilize all of that money that goes into that account for expenses for your children. But here's the kicker. When you make that payment, let's say you pay your kids, I don't know, $10,000 for the year, you get to deduct the $10,000 off of your taxes. So if you pay 50% in taxes, bam, there's $5,000 in deductions. However, again, it's a more of a phantom deduction because the money is going into your kids' accounts. They're not paying taxes on that. You're not paying taxes on that $10,000. And then you utilize that for the little boogers, which you were going to spend money on them anyways, probably you know 10 times more than that anyways. So bam, you get a deduction, win, win, win. You get it, additional savings off your tax return. Booyah, you guys uh, just put another few thousand dollars back into your pocket instead of sending it off to the IRS. One of the keys to building wealth is debt. You need to be able to have and uh, be able to utilize debt to be able to purchase things that you need, like especially a primary home. You don't want to be paying that in cash. You want to be utilizing a mortgage to do that. You generally with low interest rates, I mean, you, in all likelihood, you want to be buying your cars with debt. I do. The interest rates are so low. It's insane to me to tie up, you know, multiple, multiple thousands of dollars in cars that um, I could get debt for 3% interest on almost free money, right? But beyond that, you know, you want to be utilizing debt to be purchasing cash flow producing assets that are going to make you wealthier. To order to do that, not only do you have to have good credit, but you also think about this, you got to have a strong tax return. We have friends that are going to buy a new home. They deserve it. They've increased their income. They're doing fantastic. And the one thing that um, is they're going to be able to get the deal done, but it's making it more challenging getting the uh, paying less down in cash is that they were very aggressive on their tax returns. 
they save taxes, right? So you got to think that through. Like you don't want to be overly aggressive to where you write your income down so low that you're not showing any substantial income on your tax return to where you're going to then kick yourself later because bam, now you can't get a loan. So you got to think this through long-term ramifications of doing this. Okay. So I just want to make sure that you guys are thinking through all the, um, you know, the kind of the scenarios. Okay. So the third thing is you're going to use the home office expense. Now, and you work um, out of your home, you know, like a home office, then you're going to be able to deduct a certain percentage of the overall expenses that you pay on for your house. So what you have to do is measure the total square footage of your home. You can do this pretty easily if you have a copy of your survey or your floor plan. If you're not that um, you know, organized, then you're going to have to do some you know, measurements, you know, be able to figure out what the total percentage is. So let me give you an example. If your home measures 50 feet across the front and 35 feet front to back, you're going to multiply those two numbers, right? So that's going to give you 1,750 uh, square feet on your house, right? And then if you have a second floor with the same dimensions, you just double that number. So that's the total square footage of your house. Then you're going to get your actual office space number. So then that's where you measure actual office. So if like, let's say it's 20 by 15, 20 feet wide, 15 across. So that means you have 300 square feet of home office space. So then you're going to divide the 3,500 divided by, I'm sorry, 300 square feet of your home office divided by 3,500 square feet of your total home. And boom, that's your percentage um, that you're going to be able to utilize of your total expenses of your home. Now, what are you going to be able to deduct? Let me hit you with them. Cable, satellite, internet, electricity, water and sewer, um, any gas, oil, or propane, trash collection, property taxes, mortgage interest, mortgage insurance, homeowners insurance, homeowners association dues, any sort of cleaning service. Um, that's the predominantly the big part of the list. There could be a few others I'm not thinking of, but I think that's pretty much what I have here on my list. So let's just say, you know, you spend $20,000 on all of these things in a year, or let's do 10,000 for easy math. And your total square footage of your office is 10%. Bam, there's an extra $1,000 that you're going to be able to, to deduct um, off of your taxes to give you an additional tax savings, right? So here's the kicker. You guys want these, uh, like you want the, all these docs that I have that helps you to calculate all this, keep track of it. There's lease forms that you can utilize or you can just plug in the name of your company and your name and it gives you the everything completely documented correctly uh, rental agreements you've got uh, lease agreements on that all of the everything all the documents that you need uh, including like how to keep track of the minutes there's so there's a minutes form there's a you know things that you can sign to make it official all of that stuff you have to do me something a favor you need to share my podcast how you get where I'm going with this value exchange, right? Share my fucking podcast and give me a five-star review. Now, if I haven't given you enough value over the last 32, 31 episodes to where I've earned a five-star review, I want to know how I can get fucking better because I would be shocked 
if I don't deserve a five-star review and a write-up. And if you really want to be super awesome, you could record a testimonial of all the things you've learned from my platform and a minute or two minutes and send that to me. Email that stuff to jack at myindestructiblewealth.com and then I'll pop you back the documents that you need to make all of these things happen easily. You don't need these documents from me. You can still do it, but this will make it a lot easier for you to make these happen and to track them and to make them bulletproof, audit proof. Okay. Now there's a fourth one. What do you, what is it? Cause I, I originally only thought I was going to give you three of them, but I'm going to give you a fourth and this is the 6,000 pound gorilla. And I mean that literally and figuratively the 6,000 pound auto deduction saved me $50,000 this year. Make her holler. Yes. I just scared the dog. She's underneath my desk. Every time I record it's, ah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Got a friend right here. Keep me company while I'm sitting here by myself talking into a microphone with what I think is nobody listening, which they aren't right at this moment. I digress. Okay. 6,000 pound auto deduction. Here's how this works. Okay. The IRS has a rule. I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but if you purchase a vehicle over 6,000 pounds and you use it exclusively for business for that year, you can deduct 100% of that purchase price for that year. Now the purchase price guys, not the amount of money you put down. So if you utilize debt to purchase the asset, you still get to deduct the entire purchase price. So let's say, you know, you get a car for a hundred grand, which I know none of you are going to do. I can do it because I've got multiple 12 different streams of income coming in and I've got all kinds of passive income that are funding, you know, extravagant purchases like that. But most of you should not, and I'm not encouraging you to do that. However, giving you easy math of what happened to me. I needed a new ride. We need a new ride for Kara, my queen, right? We needed a big tax deduction last year too. We did really, really well, had a huge year. Um, things worked out well. God blessed us big time. And we needed a tax deductions like crazy, like, like seriously bad. So um, we went and purchased a new BMW. Um, I don't know what it, the model is. It's really nice, like a spaceship almost. It's super nice ride. Although we can't figure out the heating and cooling situation that well. It's almost too advanced for us. Uh, we do have trouble hooking up Bluetooth to it as well. So maybe it's a little too spaceshipy for our non-technical savvy uh, lives here. But at any rate, we purchased the property. I only put like maybe 10000 down on the car. So the rest of it was financed. I'm going to utilize low interest debt when I can. And so we got to write off $100,000 because we bought it with three days left in the year. Kara drove it to Staples or wherever, just one business trip. And then we parked it in the garage. We took a picture, documented the trip, doc kept the receipt, documented what we did. And so because we only used it for business for that year, we were able to deduct 100% of the purchase price off that year's taxes, which uh, ended up saving us probably close to 45,000, maybe. Um, we're in a pretty, you know, we're pretty, pretty high tax 
uh, bracket between federal, state, and all the other bullshit taxes that they give us. So those are the plans, the four scorecard tax strategies. You guys, I just saved you. If you use all four, what did I save you? I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on how big of a car that you purchase, which I'm not really a huge fan of getting too big of a car, right? So just be careful there. But I just saved you guys. Uh, let's just call it a shit ton of cash um, that you don't have to pay Uncle Sam now. Okay. So you guys can thank me and I I will receive all of that caption. Take a screenshot of your five-star review. Jack at myindestructiblewealth.com. You guys have a great day. Let's go save some fucking money on taxes. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.